This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. Hope you're doing well. We call it the hump day. A lot of people call it the middle of the week, but we're going to call it a woo, woo, woo Wednesday because there's a lot of woo, 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 woo stuff happening going on in our world of sports on today, especially there locally in Tuscaloosa. There it is. We'll get right into that. Corey Miller, the pastor of pain here with you alongside Christian Miller and that one who's the best reader in all of Alabama. That guy, that guy, that dude. Noah Haynes here is with you. Ching-a-ling-a-linga. Hit him up with a super ching if you want to <laughs> for his good reading. we like for him to read. How do you say we do that? Well, you can download the Tide 100.9 free app on your cell phone, on your smart device, whatever you got. And then, uh, of course, you can't get on the phone lines. You can leave a message there. You can leave an audio message or you can just uh, comment whatever you want to do. Uh, we got that available for you that may be at work. And uh, you can't get on the phone, so that's a great option for you to be a part of uh, the show. The number for the program, it never changes, 205-342-9904 is the number for the show. Uh, we're sponsored by a good friend at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. And uh, go see Douglas if you're in Tuscaloosa. Douglas is a cool dude. Spent some time with him in Nashville when I spoke at their conference. Uh, the Good Feet Store, good people there. They'll get you fitted. And you can try before you buy. And as Christian always says, two feet at a time, and they'll take care of you. Well, uh, you know, a lot to get into the show. I'll, I'll just introduce the boys first, let them go before we get into it. I know what everybody wants to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about that here in just a moment. A couple of things, big things, of course, uh, with Caleb Downs and then the new hiring of Buffalo's head coach. We'll talk about that. Where does the tide go from here? A lot of things happening. Uh, so we'll get deep into that conversation as well. Uh, Nate Oates and the basketball team for Alabama getting a big win last night at home and a uh, very cold, frigid, icy, wet, whatever you want to call it. But the coach showed up. Caleb DeBoer showed up. I thought he was supposed to do it at the Auburn game. The last I heard, I thought they postponed him coming to uh, Colvin Coliseum, but uh, he showed up. Wasn't very long. Um, just uh, basically talked to the crowd for about 
20 seconds. And uh, that was it from him. So we'll get into all of that good stuff, plus a woo-woo-woo Wednesday walk around the SEC, and we'll talk about basketball because uh, the basketball is happening in Alabama right now looking good in the SEC. So that's right here. We're going to set the table. Now let's go down to Tuscaloosa. Christian Miller is in studio, as you can see, if you're on our YouTube uh, chat on our YouTube uh, extra page. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Good day to you. Woo Woo Wednesday to you, Christian. Woo Woo Wednesday to you. What's up? Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, no, uh, appreciate everybody in here. I'm looking at the chat now. We've got people filling in on our YouTube stream, so go check us out if you haven't already. Again, that's at the Miller's Edge on YouTube. Appreciate everybody tuning in, whether it's FM or the app. So make sure you download those things as well if you want to listen there. Um, but again, we're excited. I mean, there's Another day, uh, another uh, explosive day in the news uh, for things to talk about. Another day for some disgruntled fans. It never fans. stops. It's not it, stop. it, well, we got about, I think, what did I say? Yesterday was 24, right? So if today's Wednesday. Coach Saban retired. I think it was last Wednesday. That's seven days. That'd mean 23 days left if the portal window started. How many started. more days we got left? If the portal window started last Wednesday when he retired, if I have my days right, that would be seven days. Seven minus 30 equals 23. So 23 days left of this madness. Hey. So we're we gonna make it. 20, will there be anybody left? <laughs> well, Jeepers. as uh, the basketball program says, buckle up. Do they still say that? Yeah. They might not say that anymore. I don't know. But uh, well, we're saying it. Yeah. Well, you might as well get ready for some turbulence. But I mean, nonetheless, again, this is what you expect uh, with these changes, and and we'll we'll dive into that. I'm not going to get too much into it because I'm, I'm sure we're going to probably spend at least one half of the show talking about this. Because I mean, I'm seeing some. some <sighs> I'm seeing. Some reactions, man, uh, which I totally understand people being upset. But, again, I urge fans to kind of relax, right? Let's, let's calm down a bit. Remember, these are 18- and 22-year-old kids. I, I get their decisions might upset you as a fan, but ultimately it's their lives, right? They have to live with these decisions. So let's, let's remember that first and foremost before we attack people and start turning on people. Let, let's, let's, let's give them an opportunity to – to seek what they feel is best for them, right? Let's handle it that way. But with that being said, we're doing good down here in Tuscaloosa. Mm. Um, I, I'm sure there's some people that aren't doing as good as they get this news. But at the end of the day, um, you got to remember that this is part of college football now, and you just got to learn to adapt. But I will say, um, I, I didn't necessarily think this was going to be the case at first, but I will say I, I think we are kind of heading more so in almost that rebuild territory. Right, And I know some people are probably like, oh, well, we already were because Coach Saban left. Well, I mean, if you kept most of the roster intact, it might not really have been a rebuild. It might have been a little bit of a refresh. Uh, but we're starting to navigate towards more of a rebuild as some of these key pieces, these staple pieces, not even just that, but these young pieces. Because uh, you, you mentioned, you know, Caleb Downs, but also Caden Proctor. Both guys were true freshmen last year. I think both guys landed on some type of freshman All-American team or All-SEC freshman team, whatever. Two staple pieces to the team. Both now um, are expected to enter the transfer portal if they haven't done so already. That being said, I think we're kind of getting in that, that territory of almost starting to look more, more like a rebuild, which we'll talk about what that means, right, uh, some more through, through the show. But definitely want to take your calls and hear your guys' thoughts on that. 205-342-9904 is the number if you want to call. You can always leave a chat here. I'll try to get to it. I also you know, navigate the chat during the breaks over here on our, our podcast stream, but also if you really want to make sure you get on air, uh, definitely download the Tide app and, and hit the, the app messages because it's much easier there. Or Super Chats always are pretty easy to see. 
um, or just call in, which is free. So make sure you do all those good things because we got a lot to talk about today. Well, let's let's get into it. I mean, we we we, we got to do it. I mean, so let me just I want to throw a theory out there, and it's it's not a bad theory. It's just it's just I, I perceive as fact, um, and it's basically what I've been saying the whole time, right? So I'm not shocked at any of this. Um, and I know we talked about and people on you know the, the various social media platforms talked about the coach and his record and and that's and that's fine that's really fine but the reality was they just kind of a lot of people not all a lot of people assume that it's Alabama right and this this guy has went 25 and 3 in the Pac 12 and you know that this was just going to just translate this is just going to transition over to the SEC into this locker room. And what I was saying, and people got a little upset, was that's not the case. Because when you are in the recruiting, you know, where you're at makes a big difference. Who you're getting recruited by makes a big difference. Relationships, as we sing today, makes a wealth of difference, right? It's because... This is not just a short-term relationship for the most cases. These relationships are long-term. These relationships can go even, some of them, eight, ninth grade. You know, when you got a Nick Saban and his staff, and you know, he has turnover within his staff, but Nick Saban is still there. There is a familiarity with the coaching staff that these kids go say, oh, okay, yeah, I know the position coach was there, but he gone, or the coordinator was there, and he... But, the, but the, the goal is still there, right? So that kept things intact for Alabama. Here's what I'm going to say to you a couple of things. And I'd love to hear what you think. This is not hating. This is not, not being, you know, positive. Just being real. Reality is this to me. As I, I sat there last night, and I, I, I kind of already knew Caleb Downs was going to leave because I know the relationships are there, Right? This is not really all about money, even though people want to make it at his dollars and cents. Okay. Caleb Downs come from a really well-to-do family. Again, I told you I played with his father at the Giants several years. Uh, they, they're doing well for themselves. He got a brother that's in the NFL. I mean, it ain't like this is some family that's chasing the bag. I, I'm not going to believe that. Okay. But here's what I'm going to say first, Christian. I wouldn't rule that out completely. Well, I mean, I'm not really not completely because money is still money, but I'm right. saying he's not going to just chase the bad and chase the bad. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just real quick before I, he comes, I, I'll just say this. So I know for a fact he was offered much more money to go other places, but he chose yeah. to he chose to take less and come here to play right. for Coach Saban and be in this program. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, I just want to throw that in there. Go ahead. That's all I'm saying because he, he could have got more money like an A&M, probably some, or Georgia. For sure. Right? Um, but here's what I want us to look at, though. Coach Saban, here's my number one point. I hope y'all don't get mad with me, but I just need to be honest. Coach Saban and this whole situation, maybe it wasn't intentional. This definitely wasn't intentional because he didn't want to hurt this program. But Coach Saban, how he retired initially, this is initially, hurt the program going forward. Because these kids were caught off guard, right? The kids in that locker room, had no idea that Coach Saban was leaving. 
Number two, these 25 kids, and now you only got two commitments. Everybody else decommitted. And I think the rest of them probably will as well. They all caught off guard. So he did what was best for him and his family. And you can't blame him. But if you're looking to say, it's not really blame, but the way he retired, Christian, hurt Alabama's program. Because these kids just not going to flip the script and, and, and run to Kalen DeBoer. Right? He And you can say we're keeping him here, but he's going to move on with his life and he's going to do other things. And But right now, no matter what he says to these kids, it's probably not going to work. Hmm. So they're going to probably move on. And like you said, this is a new era. This is, we're starting over. This, this you know, Kalen DeBoer might as well recruit where he knows, right? If I'm Kalen DeBoer, I'm going to Washington and those guys that's in the portal, like the linemen and the cornerback, I'm going to try my best to get those guys here because we know they can play, mm. right? They know him. They're familiar with him. He needs to get some of those dudes. Now, he can't take his handprint off the southeast, but he's got to get some of those dudes. But number one, real quick, I, I'm i going to say a lot, a lot of this is Coach Saban's fault. Not, not intentional. Don't get me wrong here, please. Not intentional. But what we're saying, the GOAT retiring – Call somewhat as I call it, Exodus, not in a bad way, but we're saying Exodus is what we're saying. Exodus means getting out, leaving. It's not it a bad term. Mass departure. Mass departure, but right. not. Base. No, but I, that's what we're saying, right? You no, know, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I, I appreciate you trying to frame it like that because if people hear that the wrong way, they might start going. But, but what you're saying is that does make sense. And ironically, I was just talking to somebody at the gym. And they basically were saying the same thing that you said, right? They've got some ties to some, some some guys and whatnot. But they said that him retiring really caught a lot of guys off guard to the point where they almost felt, I wouldn't say like a slap in the face, but it was kind of like, well, dang, man. Like, you know, coach was telling us he planned on being here, which he did. Again, I don't think he was lying. We heard him in his, in his, uh, not his sit down. He talked about that, right? He talked about, you know, him knowing that he wasn't able to, to, be as truthful as he wanted to knowing moving forward he didn't know how much longer he had in him right so with that being said I, I do think some of these younger guys look at it like man well you know we were thinking that coach Saban would at least be here for our you know guys like Caleb and Caden Prater probably three years I hate using that because all these kids say freaking three to four years and and maybe two percent no. of them actually are here through anyway so I, I think that did catch them off guard but like you said it also Coach Saban is in is uh he's entitled to that, right? He's put in his word. He doesn't owe anybody anything. And and, and I like you said, there's no intentionality with it or anything. He just felt there was the best time for him. He made that decision. And I think really though, what it boils down to, if we could have somehow had it where we were promoting from within and it was one of those situations, I think the program would have been obviously much more. I hate saying much more stable because I'm not saying it's, it's not stable right now, but just the fact of the matter is we're seeing a lot of these guys leaving what you're describing. If we promoted from within and there was a lot more familiarity, I think I just heard that, now I don't want to jump the gun, but I think some key pieces, not, not coaches, but to our program actually might be being let go as well, which I was totally shocked by that. And I don't want to say anything before I know, but I mean, I know I just saw Van, Evan Van Norstrand, you know, the guy that was a two-time Purple Heart recipient he was working with player development, guy that I had classes with. He worked there when I was here. I know him so well. I like him a lot. Phenomenal a guy. I mean, he's one of the best people you can have in your program. 
We let that guy go. You tell me we can't find a place for a, a two-time Purple Heart recipient, man? I mean, that dude is invaluable to guys in terms of developing them, keeping their head on straight, you know, teaching that proper discipline. So that's the unfortunate thing of this whole situation. Again, it, I use the word unfortunate because, again, you know, Coach Saban, he deserves to retire. Then you know, we hire somebody. There's going to be shift. There's going to be changes. We know that. But the reality of it, it does kind of suck, man. When you, when you, it was just being transparent, man. It does. And, that, and that's all I was saying the whole time. And it's like I, you can sit here and try to paint the sky blue, but let's just be real. Alabama deserved your fan base. Y'all deserve for it to be real. And you have to put some of this fault on Nick Saban. And I and I, I wish he would have just took it. I know he wouldn't have liked it, but it almost been better if he just said, hey, you know what, guys? Next year, this has been a grind. I'm going to do it one more year, and I'm done. But he doesn't Give owe anybody some, that, though. I know he, he doesn't. Does. I'm, just saying, I'm, I'm just saying it's almost better for the program if he did that, that way instead of just upping and leaving because now the next coach, it ain't even fair to the next coach. Because he, but people would have already been planning the ahead. The recruits would have said, "Okay, he's leaving after this year. We're going to go ahead and decom." I mean, there still would have been no, no, I, I, no, I know, no other way you put it. I mean, it, it would have been. I mean, the goat is retired. Maybe we <laughs> don't know that. We, I'm just saying. But I think it's. I understand from my point of view. We got to go to break. That I think he put him in a bad spot. Not trying to do it purposely, but it did. And we're seeing the evidence of this exodus of guys departing and leaving right now, which is not good. No matter how you try to spin it, it's not good because there's a lot of great football players. Quick time out. We'll come back. We'll continue this conversation. Get your phone calls. 205-342-9904. Uh, what are you, your thoughts? You know, should they have promoted within? I mean, wherever you want to go, we can go. We, we can talk about anything on our program. That's how we roll here on the Middle Jays. Run the Tide 100.9. It was the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 1230 AM WTBC. More coming up after the break. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We are above the freezing mark this afternoon, mostly sunny, the high 36. Tonight fair, not as cold as last night, the low 21. For tomorrow, the sky becoming mostly cloudy, the chance of some light rain by afternoon, the high at 46. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 28 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back to the Miller's Edge here on the Hump Day, 205-342-9904. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes uh, here with you on a Wednesday and uh, talking about uh, some of the departures as of today. Of course, the biggest name, Caleb Downs, who is from Georgia. Uh, we basically, as Alabama fans, stole him away from Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs. Freshman All-American, over 100 tackles. Uh, last year made all the All-American teams, uh, in my opinion, maybe besides Dallas Turner. Uh, I mean, I mean that secondary was loaded. Terry Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinstry himself, Malachi Moore. Um, I still think he's probably the second best player on the defense, even as a true freshman. He is now supposedly entering the uh, transfer portal. Looked like Caden Proctor. A guy that struggled all early on in the year got better, no doubt about that. But definitely, he's going to be a Sunday guy. You can put your money on that one. Uh, Look like he may be entering from what things are being said around uh, the program. Let's take some phone calls because we're going to do those early uh, today as well. And uh, of course, we got your thoughts. 
you on the uh, YouTube extra. Thank you so much for joining us. You can leave your questions there. We'll get to some of those uh, throughout the program. I know Christian is speaking with you during the breaks uh, as well. So uh, we love the kind of two for one deal, the blue light special as we got going on here. Telephones, we go, Noah. Let's talk to Tommy and Romulus. Tommy, you're up next. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How are you today? Doing Good, Tommy. Well, how are you doing? All right. I mean, just let the chips fall where they may. I said that on another show. It's never a good time for a coach like Nick Saban to retire. If he did another season, you know what they say? Well, the recruits won't be coming to Alabama because they know Saban won't be there. This is a swan song. Well, you know, if they promote it up, who would you promote it up from inside the ranks? I mean, the only one heading the head coaching spirit was the Kevin Steele. He was like 65 years old. So, I mean, we did that with Dubos after Stalin's, and that didn't turn out so well. Well, and the other thing is imagine this. Imagine, you know, he says, hey, I'm going to stick around one last year just to give everybody a heads up, you know, put people on notice what the game plan is. But he really is not there physically or mentally. They don't have a great season. You're still going to see the same result when he leaves the following year, too, because people are probably like, oh, he's that's what I'll say. They're really there. Like you said, there's no good time uh, for him to retire. Not mean that he can't retire. I'm not saying he needs to be glued no, no. to the job, but meaning like there is going to be, you know, all type of shifts and movements and things to happen. I, I just felt uh, kind of like a lot of people, I think, feel that uh, matter of fact, I just saw Tia tweet us kind of looking at like the I think Coach K model. Right. Um, you know, the way he retired, promoting from within just kind of keeping things as stable as possible. Uh, but again, you know, look, like you also said, let the chips fall where they fall, and that's all you can do, right? And so, I, again, I, I, do I think we're in, like, oh, the worst spot possible? No, nah, I don't think so at all. I definitely think it could be could have been a little bit cleaner, uh, but I, I have your approach, Tommy. I'm just going to let the chips fall where they fall and then just look at it like, hey, we're going to definitely see a lot of new faces, both on the roster and the coaching staff and some of those off-field positions, we'll just have to let it play out and, and see how it goes. And does it hurt, you know, seeing a lot of familiar faces leave, you know, because I've been a part of the program as a player and, you know, even after playing, absolutely. But, again, that's part of the process and that's a part of life. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, I just don't want the fan just to get downtrodden. I mean, like, well, he's a scumbag. He's leaving. No, 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 don't do that. No, no, I mean. No, don't be that way. Don't be crass. Show your class. I mean, okay, so what? And we have to go eight and four next year. It ain't the end of the world, okay, people? It's not Armageddon, okay? I mean, kind of take a chill pill or get you a nice whiskey tonic or something and sit by the <laughs> fire and relax. Don't have an aneurysm over this. Cause we have well, been a, a whiskey tonic? Well, whatever. Hey, I'm sure R&R Cigars <laughs> has some that. They got all that bourbon and, and yeah, all those good do. drinks. So check out R&R Cigars. They'll, they'll, they'll let you, they'll yeah, let like you chill out on those recliners. Have a nice drink. I got to play dumb. I don't want to, you know, get my secrets away. So don't blow it for me. No, my bad. My bad. No, I'm talking about your dad. <laughs> what oh. a whiskey tonic. Oh, like, there you yeah, go. Yeah, right. You don't know. Am <laughs> But... Uh, Got me off track again. You're getting to be bad. You're getting to be like Ron Pollard, Courtney. Oh, oh. Oh, me? Yeah, you're getting me off track. Oh, people. Don't get I'm off, sorry. off track. I'm sorry, man. Let me bring it down to the youth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, so, yeah, you, you're, you feel like you're in good hands, Tom. You're not really worried about too much. No. It's 
like Ryan Fowler pinned me down yesterday. I said, well, give me what you think for next year's season. And I hate that. I despise that way of I went 10 and 2, made the playoff. I despise that because I don't want to put unreal expectation on the team. I don't want to put pressure. Let the course work it out. In the next 30 days or 23 days, as you say, we're going to find out. Well, I think Tommy Christian said something yesterday that makes plenty of sense. I mean, this team is going to look much different. I mean, I think that the thing that people have to understand is that this team is going to be much different, right? It's from a schematic standpoint, from player standpoint. It's going to, how they work, how they come out the tunnel. You know, we're so used to seeing Coach Saban in the camera coming down the, the tunnel, you know, clapping, turning around. No, don't you know, don't bah, paint bah, bah, that bah, picture. Bah. I'm not ready for all that change. I, I, I'm, I'm not sorry. Ready you know, everything that we, for 17 years, we've been accustomed to, all oh, this is going to change, right? This is a new Alabama. This is what it's well, going to be. And we might as well get you. used to it. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to draw a lot of heat from it. I'm like, I talk about the process and the step. Like, Wallace Wade gave the torch to Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas passed it on to Brian. We have a few coaches in between. And following Coach Ryan, the torch got passed to right hand Gene Stalling. Now it got passed to Nick Saban. Well, guess what? Nick Saban passed. Now Nick Saban is not the GOAT no more. He's a legend of Alabama football, just like Coach Ryan. He's going to be put up on the wall and everything. Oh, he's a great concert. Now, it's Coach KD to build his foundation, his legacy. The new foundations are being laid now. We might go eight and four, and, you know, people have a stroke, but, you know, you got to take the better with the success sometimes. That's fair. Well, uh, I mean, we don't know. I mean, the thing is, Tommy, again, none of us know. I mean, we can say what we think the record's going to be. I don't like that game. Who knows? Uh, I don't All that we know is going to be different, and, and you just hope for the best. And hopefully he can start to build something here from the West Coast to the East Coast. And we just got to wait and see. Tommy, thanks for the phone call, my friend. All right, man. Y'all have a good day. Talk to y'all later. Have a great yes, day. Sir. Let's Thank keep you, it rolling. 205-342-9904. Let's head down here near me, Ronnie in South Carolina. Ronnie, go ahead. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I love your show. Appreciate Thank that, you, Ronnie. I just have, <clears throat> have a comment with Coach DeBoer's uh, offensive scheme. I feel like with wide receivers in the pass game you have, with the wide receivers running deep and getting, even if they cover or not, that's going to open some lanes for Mill Road, have some long scrambles, and get a lot of yardage on the ground if they're covered up. you agree with that? I do. I, I think this offense is predicated. You know, one of the things you heard me say a lot if my discord, if you will, to Tommy Reese last year of not devising a scheme that had easy throws right for Jalen Miro. Like, we see it all the time. And I do think with these, the coordinator, with Kalen DeBoer and this offense that and we're watching a lot of Washington football, they know how to get guys. They know how to scheme guys open. I don't want to get say get guys open, but scheme guys open. And I think that's going to be good and uh, this, this team still have a lot of great pieces. I mean, we still know Justice Hayes is still there. For Cam now, Miller for, 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 for now, okay. say for now just uh, for at least we know, we know those. I would, I would just be cautious about the young guys. That, those are the guys I'm worried about. That's all. Yeah, but but I'm just saying I agree with you because I think he is a good play caller, and I think if you can scheme these guys, you know, we definitely got to upgrade that wide receiver again. But but I think they'll get some of those guys, and and, and they might be West Coast guys, but. But I think you're right in what you're saying. 
Okay, one more comment. Um, I feel like they should have a max salary cap for every position on every team and have the same amount of uh, cap for every team in the country. That way it's for playing field. They'll just whoever's got the most votes gets the most players. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah. Coach Saban almost mentioned something similar because that, that does cause an issue right now. I mean, if one school has all this money to throw at different people and the other school can't match that, or I mean, it's it, it kind of creates disparity in college football. So that's why, I mean, we're getting closer and closer to having a, a contract system. Hell, we, <laughs> we brought in, I guess, a general manager already. So, I mean, now we might as well get contracts and Guys are going to have to start uh, paying real taxes. I don't even like that term. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I just, but that's what that's where we're at. I mean, like the transfer portal to me feels like free agency. I mean, because th- that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. Because schools, I yeah. mean, there's no there's no way around it. Schools are using money and nil to get guys to transfer. I mean, it's almost like a signing bonus. I mean, that's really what we've come down. I to. I mean, in Alabama, let's be truthful. Alabama is hurt by Nick Saban's retirement because you open up the portal, portal closes. They reopen it. And now you said, hey, I got all these beautiful uh, hanging fruits right here, and it's open season again. (laughs) I mean, so, hey, everybody in the country, have free will. Go get them. I'll bring back up the money trucks. Hey, bring the Lamborghinis and everything else. And if you want to get Alabama players, they're free right now. I mean, so they get punished. I mean, listen, I hate the system as we know it today. I'm not opposed to NIL. Name, image, and likeness. We all can sit together in concert. That means <laughs> I go to said school. I play my tail off. I work my tail off. And I become popular as a player. Now, I can I can sell my name. I can sell my jersey. I can sell whatever. I can go speak on behalf of your company because your company knows who I am as a player. That's what name, image, and likeness is. That's what everybody said. I love this fact. That it motivates the players to do good, do good in the classroom, on the field, they benefit. But no, Nick Saban told you, if you don't have guardrails, if you just say, hey, you know what? We have no guardrails and we got this transfer portal now. We got all this stuff, but you can't talk to the players. That, that's the dumbest rule ever because every coach, every hype, they can go to Mama and them, uh, Cousin Ray Ray, and everybody else and say, hey, get this message to so-and-so. We want him. And here's what we got for them. Okay, I'm going to use the burner phone. I'm going to do all these different things. It's cheating. And it's unfortunate. I'm telling you, it is unfortunate that these guys are having to deal with this stuff. And schools are having to deal with it. Because right now, who got the most money? Yeah. I have one more question. Um, With these transfers going to these other schools, you got players already there thinking they're going to be starting next year. They're coming in taking their position. I feel like they're going to be jumping in the portal too and you're going to get some pretty good talent in the portal that's going to be moving on because someone's taking their, their position by them bringing them in. Do you agree with that? Say that one more time. That last part, I missed that. Uh, Caleb Downs, for instance, if he goes to Georgia, you got a guy already in Georgia thinking he's going to be in that position next year. If they bring Kellum Downs in, then that guy may jump in the portal saying, I know I ain't going to get to play because he's got my job. Are you, are you asking, do I agree? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, mean I, I think that's kind of, you know, expected, right? I mean, I mean, that's what a lot of guys would probably do if a guy like Caleb Downs is jumping in the program. I mean, you think he's really going to be 
quote unquote competing for a job. I mean, I think that's kind of given, right? <laughs> Especially uh, what they're probably going to be paying him. But uh, Ronnie, we appreciate the call, man. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's why it's just like a domino effect. Just like the coach, same thing. With the players, you know, one guy goes with one program, then that guy starts leaving. So it, it kind of becomes a circus. But Ronnie, we appreciate. It. We got to hit a break, run a little bit over. But thank you so much for calling, man. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Yes, Thanks. sir. Hey, Ronnie. All right. All right. Let's go to break 205-342-9904. Quick timeout went a little long that segment. I'd love to hear what you think. Keep those calls coming in. Uh, we got uh, more from South Carolina, Tallahassee, and other places across the beautiful United States. We'll touch base with you after the timeout. Middle's Edge, I'm tired. 100.9. Back in a moment. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Here on the Tide 100.9, Corey Miller, the pastor of Pay, Christian Miller, and Noah Haynes hanging out here with you. Man, that song right there, man, you know. Boy, I used to be, before Christian them was born, I used to date their mom. I mean, we used to be in the club with that song. Let's do tonight. I used to be jamming with that song. You remember that, Christian? How I you just said before I was born. I know, but you remember, but I still, like, when y'all was little, though, I used to be, like, you know, jamming. Like showing bank y'all, like, bounce, kind of the shoulder bounce. Yeah, that, that bank head bounce, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> 205 You know, uh, our great friend of the show, uh, goat Tia says something. Just call her Tia, I, man. Just call her Tia. I, well, she's a goat, though. She's she's a, she's a female goat. Oh, oh she said goat. But, just Tia to make it simple. But okay, you Tia. Oh, Tia. That sounds too proper for her. If you look at some of her exes, you won't just say Tia. You got to call her goat. Because <laughs> she come hard. Now, she come hard. But here's the thing. She talked about the transfer of power, right? And she talked about Duke. And when we saw, I mean... We will put Coach K, even though he doesn't have the number of championships as Nick Saban, but won't we say that Coach K in that 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 stratosphere, right, of greatness as a coach, when he decided to step down, they had he had one he made sure, and the guy played at Duke, the new coach. Now I'm drawing a blank with his name, but he made sure that they were intact, that. Their program was not going to take a downfall or suffer because he had a, a remember the whole coaching waiting? Remember when we had Will Muschamp with the Mac Brown coaching waiting? Like, I kind of like that because what you do is you preserve your roster. You preserve everything about your school or about your organization by not having an outsider come in and having to take over. Right. And that's why I was saying, I mean, has nothing to do with Kalen DeBoer personally. Because I do believe he's an outstanding individual. If I met him and I went to Malmore, I think he and I would probably hit it off. We'd probably share some of the same values. I believe that. But I also know that if I'm, as a player, put myself in a situation. Move your phone off the table. It's, it's buzzing the mic. Okay. And that you bring in somebody that I have no idea from the other side of the world, so to speak, in this case, the country. 
And you can all tell me how great of a dude he is and what he's done. I'm just saying to the folks out here, these 18 to 22-year-olds are not buying it because the lack of relationship. And that's the problem. So what, what, what Tia was saying was, and I agree, and somebody was saying this to us, Christian, they wish they would have hired from within, even if it had been Tommy Reese. Mm. I mean, I'm just saying. And when people laugh at me, but I know Lane Kiffin wasn't going to get the job. I knew what was going on. I knew all that stuff. But I was saying to you, it made sense from the standpoint of at least the familiarity of coaching, recruiting, locker room, going forward, staying out. I'm not exact word, staying here at the top and continuing to play at a high level. I knew it wasn't going they weren't going to do it, but I was saying it made the most sense. Even Dabo Swinney. It made the most sense because the familiarity of all those things that I just said. And that's what Tia was saying. Even though Dabo wasn't on staff, still, those guys know who Dabo Swinney is. Right. He recruited because they recruit the same players. Right? You bring in somebody different, you're going to have a fall of grace. And then that's just, that's why I said I'm not shocked. I'm not, and it had nothing to do with Kalen DeBoer. It just, it, it has everything to do with Nick Saban, how he left. It hurt the program. Say what you want. It did. It would have, it, I think it would have been like that regardless, though. I bet, I, but I, maybe, I, but it did. But we, we know that it did. Well, and, but I, mean, I, I will say, I will say this, though. I, I agree with all that, but he was, in my opinion, trying to follow that model at some point at least in my opinion i i believe if kirby never took and i think this is everybody probably knows this is if kirby never took the georgia job kirby stayed as a defensive kirby would have been promoted to head coach probably right you know i feel like he was trying to to find someone like that but the issue was every year we were replacing coordinators that wasn't really an option that's what i'm saying like it really boils down to this was the only option given the circumstances We've had so much coaching turnover, we can't even retain a coordinator for over two years, it seems like, right? So would you just yeah. promote a position coach? I mean, Tommy Reese is, is too young. I mean, he's only been an offensive coordinator for a handful of years, if that. Um, and, and I know everybody, you know, got on him a little pretty critical. But again, he's still young. He's 31. He's, he's, a, he's a good football coach. He's going to continue to develop as a coach. And he'll be a, a great coach, maybe even a head coach someday. But just now was not the right time, in my opinion. But I do think... You know, we're all in agreement that finding somebody with some type of roots, whether it's the Coach Saban's coaching tree, the SEC, that would have been uh, a better scenario to keep this roster intact. But I think regardless, players would have left. Now, I think it's just trying to manage uh, that capacity, how many, you know, where you know, like limit the bleeding, so to speak, right? I think, yeah. they, again, the young guys, in my opinion, they in their heads were saying, hey, I want to come here to, let's just face it, man. They come here to play at Alabama for Alabama, but the biggest reason for a lot of those guys Nick was Saban. Coach Saban, especially the DBs. I'll even go as far as saying a lot of guys left because T-Rob left, but also Coach Saban was one of the, the – I don't know if he was either more so of a reason or about the same. But could you think about it. On the practice field, again, I was here five years, if, if people didn't know, Coach Saban works directly with the DBs, specifically the cornerbacks. So a lot of guys come here thinking, hey, I'm going to be, co uh, at least DBs come here saying, hey, I'm going to be coached by Coach Saban specifically. And once he leaves, it's different. I mean, even at other positions, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like when I came here, you know, hey, I wanted to be coached by Coach Saban. Now he was a lot younger than I didn't anticipate him leaving. 
Now, in my head, I was like, if he happened to leave or retire, I'd probably be fine. But a lot of guys don't think like that. They, I'm okay here in Alabama. I, people are going might be offended when I say this, and I hope you're not, because I love Alabama. I love to hunt. I'm a big outdoorsman. I fit in great, right? But the reality is a lot of these guys that come here, there's not much for them here, right? They really specifically only come here for football and Coach Saban. And so once you take Coach Saban away from the program, there's a lot of uncertainty on how these things are going to look. And they don't have as much to do around Tuscaloosa. So, again, when these other schools start calling and there's a lot of things involved, whether it's familiarity on the coaching staff, money is, is involved, you know, there, there's you know, teammates that they have that might be at other programs, that 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 happens to, to come into play. So, again, I think no matter how you spin it, unfortunately, you know, there is going to be a lot of – and I hate to even use the word chaos because I, I wouldn't call it chaotic, but it was going to be, you know, quite the hectic transition just because we didn't have – the opportunity for that model that Tia presented, which I think again yeah, would have been the best situation. But uh, let's. I, uh, I agree with that. I mean, I think if you'd have, you know, and I wanted to ask you folks before I go back to the phone, does is that uh, did Saban stay a little longer than he should have? So that, because that might have been the reason. Because we've seen he talked about the grind. Let's just be honest. He said he had to grind more because maybe he didn't have the confidence in the staff that he had here at Alabama. He didn't have those dudes that are now head coaches. So he's got all these head coaches in college football, but they can't get one for their own. That's one of their, their own people, which is I think is sad, which makes me think, well, maybe he stayed a little bit too long. 205-342-9904, excuse me. Let's go to Turner. Turner's also in South Carolina. Turner, welcome in. Hey, guys, how are y'all? Hey, Hello. Turner. What's up, Turner? Oh, not much. Just uh, driving through Charlotte right now. But, uh, hey, Corey, were your ears ringing uh, Saturday evening by chance? Well, I got that tonight as they mind. ring a lot, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> me, hey, me, me and my buddies were pouring bourbon and smoking cigars, and your name came up. So we were talking about you a little bit. Oh, man, yeah. Well, I had the, the doc, through doctor's <laughs> order since I had the stroke, you know, six, seven weeks ago. Cigars is kind of like. Uh, that's uh, been seven seven weeks going without a cigar, man. I got you. Well, heal up, man. Maybe on down the line you can have one. Yeah, but, down the line. Uh, I just got to get back you know, right. Got to get back to, right. That's right. That's right. Um, in regards to saving and retiring, I mean, he even said it in his interview. There's not a good time to retire. And um, I agree. I'm, I'm going to stand for Christian. matter if he gave a year in advance or did it like he did it. People are going to defect and leave. Um, another thing is, is that anytime Alabama has gone outside the quote-unquote tree, they've actually done better. Coach Dennis Franchione had some decent years. Um, even though uh, Stallings was, you know, he was a Texas A&M, you know, Bear Bryant boy, uh, he was kind of outside the organization. Uh, DeBose was a failure. Um who else? Mike Shula, God bless him. I think he was just there to clean up the image of Alabama at the time. Uh, he had one one year that was good. Bill Curry was outside the organization. He won 10 games every year, couldn't beat Auburn, so they let him go. Uh, Saban outside the organization, that, that's enough said right there. So, Coach K, I think, we, I think as fans, as Alabama fans, we just got to let him do his coaching staff and do his thing. He, his offense, like y'all said, is going to look different than Saban's. His defense will probably look different than Saban's. 
Um, but I think when he gets his players in, and he'll get them just because of the Alabama brand, there are going to be some boys that want to play football that are good football players that are going to go to Alabama. Um, that's going to happen. And then I think I think the last and final point is is Nick Saban retiring is what we're going to see when big-name coaches either change jobs or retire. So, for example, if Harbaugh goes to the NFL and Kelly leaves LSU to go to Michigan, let's just put that hypothetical scenario together, the same thing is going to happen to them that's happening in Tuscaloosa right now. They're going to get cherry-picked. Coaches are going to leave. Kids are going to leave. And the new coach is going to have to do the same thing. So yep. I hate to see Saban go, but he, he deserved it. Man, I enjoyed the years under Saban. I'm glad my son got to go to Atlanta with me this past year. That was his first time going to see the GOAT play, and he got to see a Saban coach football team. But that, that's all I want to say. Those are my thoughts, guys, and I'll shut up and listen to you. All right, brother. Turner, we love you, man. We appreciate you. Be safe on I-77 or 74 or wherever you are up there in North Carolina. Be safe out there, brother. All right, we got to hit a quick break. Come back. We'll get right back to your phone calls. we got some app messages. Don't forget to download TIE 100.9. It's absolutely free. And you can ask questions there. Leave a comment as well. We see you there on live. Keep them coming in. Uh, tons of you. got a ton of questions, a ton of messages, man. I wish we, we would need like a 24-hour show to get to all of these. But believe us, we're reading them. And we'll talk about a lot of them uh, here on the program. This is the Middle's Edge. We're the TIE 100.9. We're the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Quick time out. Back on the flip side. On the next Inside the Locker Room with Coach Wimp Sanderson and Barry Sanderson. Tune in Thursday, 7.30. We'll have J.C. Sherman. We'll get J.C.'s opinion on Coach DeBoer. We're also looking at the transfer portal with J.C. and recruiting. In the second hour, Bucky McMillan. With Sanford off to a 16-2 start, he'll join us on Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Inside the Locker Room, weekdays 7 to 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. The ultimate... Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We are above the freezing mark this afternoon, mostly sunny, the high 36. Tonight fair, not as cold as last night, the low 21. For tomorrow, the sky becoming mostly cloudy, the chance of some light rain by afternoon, the high at 46. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 28 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Final segment before the top of the hour break here. A lot of good conversation going on. Of course, uh, if you've been on a rock or uh, had no Wi-Fi or no service, you probably know that I wouldn't have known that Caleb Downs has entered the transfer portal, which has caused a major reaction throughout the Alabama Crimson Tide fan base. No, no, not really shocking, but it is what it is. Let's do this real quick. Uh, Noah, the best reader in West Alabama for sure, but I think he's the best reader in Alabama. Uh, you got a couple of app messages. Let's get to some of those before we do a super chat. 
Yeah, that's right. We got a uh, at message from Junior. He says, I believe Nick Saban needs to be commissioner over college football. NIL and the portal has got to be regulated. Bama football is being stripped like a stolen car. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you haven't seen one of those? I had my Jeep stripped in New Jersey. I was staying with my friend, my, my teammate, and uh, I had a little, um, a little Jeep, you know, no, it was a blazer, a little blazer, man, and they stripped that thing and and uh, no seats in it, no tires, it, no radio. It just had like the shell of the car. So basically what he's saying is Alabama's a shell of a car. No, he was just, well, I guess he kind of is saying it. It's, it's getting to the, he's <laughs> I mean, the transfer portal is, is making programs uh, like that. I mean, that's an interesting reference. That's funny, though. I'll say this, though. I think Coach Saban did. Uh, reference that in his sit down that he wouldn't mind uh, helping out and assisting with coming up with some legislation or parameters for some of this stuff, some guidelines. I think he'd be phenomenal at it. He clearly is, you know, a pioneer when it comes to a lot of things, college football, football, heck, even off the field related. So I, I hope he does do something like that. Cause if, if you don't listen to anybody uh, about these, these types of issues, you're obviously going to listen to the greatest coach of all time. So I think that's a great point. No, I think he'd be great uh, as a commissioner, and they got to do something, guys. And we'll talk about this hour number two. Uh, they have to do something about what's happening with college football right now because it is it, it's it's driving many people, not just myself, nuts. Uh, give us another one there, uh, Mr. Reader. Uh, yes, we have a short one from Hick in Southside. He says Milro will be gone after spring ball. He's calling it now. Oh, oh! Listen, wow. there's a lot of questions surfacing. <laughs> there are a lot of questions surfacing saying that Milrow will not fit in Kalen DeBoer's offense and that he's going to ask him to do. And he said it, not my words, but Kalen DeBoer's words. The quarterback position, they're asked to do a lot. He did and also. To make, okay. Yeah. And to make a lot of decisions. I'm just saying, I don't like what Barrett Salee said to my good friend Brian Fowler on the, in the game. And, uh, he basically said that those other quarterbacks, which I hate when people do this. Now, I'm just telling you right now, I hate it. Because you basically question a man's acumen. When he's, Barrett Salee of CBS Sports said that he didn't think Jalen Milrow was, could comprehend and be that guy based on the acumen part of it. And that, you know, these other quarterbacks, even Lonergan and all these other guys, Ty Simpson were better equipped and I take offense to that because neither one of them dudes has done anything. And we're talking about we got a guy that's the number one guy if you in the betting to win the Heisman next year. So, you know, I disagree with that. I think he might be a better quarterback because they Caleb Boy is a quarterback coach. And I, and they, I think they can get him to that next level. And all we got to do is look at Jalen Hurts. Not, not this year. Not not after 11 games, but down the before line. that. He, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. Well, I will say, though, the the other thing Coach DeBoer said is they're going to basically mold their scheme to their personnel, which I really like that. You you And I think you should like that that quote because you always talk about if a coach yeah. is not uh, playing Smart. to his player's strengths, then he's being ignorant pretty much. So it, it sounds like, you know, he's not afraid to adapt uh, with Jalen Milrow either. So I think I'm, I'm – intrigued by what they can do together. I mean, I, I don't take the approach they won't fit. Now, the only thing I'll say about the Barrett Slee comment, I get coming from him how it definitely might sound a way, but let's let's be honest. I mean, you and I both have even said Jalen Milrow does need to improve 
on his ability to scan the field, go through his reads, go through his progressions a little bit quicker, not hold the ball so long. You know, even pre-snap, have a little bit more awareness. If you see guys loading the box, you know they're about to bring, you know, a a zero blitz. You got to know where your hot guy is. You got to be able to get the ball out quick. Just basically diagnosing things a little bit faster. I mean, I'm not trying to attack him or anything. That's just me just giving my, my football you know, I guess well, but, I, but I also think that's that's the kind of coaching he was under too. I think you know I think coaches can devise a scheme that helps them scan and helps them to be a quick which they, thinker. They, they, they did help him get the ball out faster. Which they did. Tommy Reese actually did change a lot of things in the offense to to help him have less decisions to make. However, that's still that's not necessarily improving his ability to make those decisions. It's just giving him less decisions. I still think he can improve in that category. It's just, but again, there's, there's so many different examples. Then you look at C.J. Stroud, people made fun of him and mocked him for not scoring high on the Wonder Lick and all these things, and the guy's doing just fine in the National Football League, arguably the best rookie right now, right? So, I mean... It, well, no, he's, no, he's, he's, he is. I mean, he, he's, he's great. I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah. doing, a great, I mean, he's he doing a great job. Listen, guys, we've got a loaded, loaded show, um, and we chat. want to talk to you. we got people all over... It's on the phone line. I don't want you to hang up. Stay right there because we're going to take those right out the gate in a second now. But go ahead and get the super chat, yeah, uh, Christian. We, go, ahead, go ahead and knock that well, out. Yeah, we've got a super chat, ironically, from Christian. So appreciate that over on our YouTube stream again. Add the Miller's Edge on YouTube. He says, any chances uh, Coach Saban can help uh, convince some of these guys to stay? It's a really good point. And I, I think that was part of the plan when they announced that Coach Saban would be around, have his office here. I think they did that with the intentions of, hey, don't don't leave guys or don't worry coach Saban's still here he's still around the program he's not necessarily fully leaving you know he's not going to be the head coach but he's going to be around and I think they were hoping that at least uh putting that out there in the media would would help and I'm sure coach Saban could personally try to call guys I would not be shocked if he uh did you know call guys personally you know Caleb Downs Malachi Moore you know guys on the well, team he better be calling uh Caden Proctor because ESPN just released uh they're reporting right now Caden Proctor is in the transfer portal for Alabama. So Yeah, we said that at the beginning of the show. Yeah, we did. We thought that was gonna happen. But you know, but you know how people if we if they gotta hear it from like Chris Lowe. We don't really you know, they don't trust that That's true. But well I will say this though, I think he's probably heavily considering going back home. Again, that's what I'm saying. Like I think there's a lot of factors. Some guys are just looking at it and so, you know, if I'm not gonna be coached by Coach Saban, I still got two years left of eligibility, I'd rather go somewhere that's a little more familiar. I mean but to answer your question, Christian, I think Coach Saban can, can help assist in that. Uh, to what degree, I don't know. I mean, he just retired, so I highly doubt he wants to sit on his phone and call hundreds of recruits, which I don't know if you saw this. There was a recruit. I think somebody had him as like a five-star, but maybe like a four-star, borderline five-star linebacker that decommitted, and he said it was because of a lack of communication. And which That's not good. That's not good, but I will say a lot of people were like, well, give the coaches time they just got here. That's true, but I also will say, we have so many people in the recruiting department that half the time it's not just coaches talking to these kids. You have <laughs> right. so many people on staff. And I get there's changes being made, but you've got to do your best to reach out to as many of these kids as possible because they want to hear, especially in a time like this, they want to know, hey, what's going what? on? Who the coach is going to be? tweeting. Now, listen, a lot of these kids, as you know, they talk on messages, app messages, Twitter, X messages. You can, you can get a kid. So you got a general manager for God's sakes. Which he I mean, got which, a GM. Which I think he's working. But what is he doing? He, he was offering. Relax, man. Don't jump on people like that. You don't know. I mean, I just saw he's offering guys. The only problem is I saw he's offering guys straight from the West Coast, which we get. <laughs> Listen, okay. they they that's those are the guys they've been studying. They've been recruiting, so that makes sense. But I will say though, they they need to move swiftly on getting to know these guys down south and in the southeast area, which I'm sure listen, they're doing. I'm a, listen. 
I'm going to get me a driver, and I need to get to Tuscaloosa, and I need to come into this office and have a come-to-Jesus meeting with Kalen DeBoer and that staff. And I can tell you right now, if they're going to win and have success at that, where that, that script A is, they better get that bus on the ball. Because when a recruit says this, this is not just saying, a recruit said this. Not me, not you, not anybody else. Communication isn't good. That is not a good sign. We'll talk more about it. If you're online, stay I right there. I should never said that because I knew he was going to eat that one up. No, I've seen it already, <laughs> dude. I, I'm, I'm on this stuff. I'm going to bring it up, but, I, but I'm trying to be nicer because you think I'm hard sometimes. So, But since you brought it up, it's free game. Oh, <laughs> All right, God. this is the Village Edge. Top of the hour break coming up, baby. Let's get this thing popping. YouTube, extra, I want to go over 200 today live. Let's go tell your friends because I got some good stuff, and I'm going to tell you how to change this thing around and how to have success in Alabama. That's coming up at the top of our break. This is The Edge. We'll be back here on the Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Back in a moment. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Nick Cope. New Patriots coach Gerard Mayo was formally introduced today, and he's not trying to mimic his predecessor. For me, I'm not trying to be Bill. Bill is his own man. If you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. Owner Robert Kraft said Mayo was clearly the guy for the job. Football is Gerard's true passion. And I believe coaching was always his destiny. His credentials garner respect, and he relates beautifully to the players. The Cleveland Browns have fired offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt as well as a pair of offensive assistants. The NBA has postponed tonight's Warriors Jazz game in Salt Lake City after Golden State assistant coach Dejan Milijovic was hospitalized Tuesday night after suffering a medical emergency at a team dinner. The team does not have an update on his condition at this time. And reports say Alabama freshman All-American safety Caleb Downs has entered the transfer portal. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Welcome to the second hour of the Miller's Edge. I'm looking at my dad. I think he's uh, <laughs> trying to figure something out. But we are back for our second hour. Had a nice first hour where we discussed a lot of things. We talked about uh, all all the big news, right, that a lot of people uh, are talking about right now. If you're an Alabama fan, uh, probably the, the biggest one so far is Caleb Downs decided to enter the transfer portal. Um, not long after that, it uh, looks like Caden Proctor decided to follow suit. So, uh, two of your, your young staple pieces uh, to this football team have decided to enter the transfer portal. We can continue to talk about that uh, and more right here in the second hour. Again, we are live on our YouTube podcast. So go check us out there at the Miller's Edge or listen to us uh, as you're probably listening now on the Tide app or FM Tide 100.9. We appreciate that, guys. Again, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Go check them out now in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa or Go to goodfeet.com to schedule an appointment. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives 
two feet at a time. <laughs> Somebody saying Corey's making second half adjustments. He's getting right, man. Again, we're we're getting used to this second hour, man. We love it, man. We're we're, we're in it again. If you just are tuning in, well, I got I had to type some stuff. I had to do some. On oh the lord! Computer. So I got several computers going on. He's he's learning this tech, man. I'm proud of. Him, I'm, man. I'm multitasking. I'm there. learning. He's getting I'm there. I, I respect that. All right. Um, let's see. I forgot. Where are we about to start with? I think we, we uh, just Did talk- you get a number 205 You did your read. You're good to go. So let's pick back up. We were talking about, of course, Transfer Portal. We talked a lot about Caleb Downs. Now uh, ESPN reporting that we told you at the beginning of the show, Caden Proctor, who was an overall number one offensive tackle for uh, Alabama uh, out of Iowa. He was committed to Iowa, remember? Uh, then they got him to decommit to come to Alabama, struggled early on uh, in the season. Uh, was getting beat pretty bad. That's, it's, it's, his feet weren't good. I mean, Freshman uh, growing speed, pains. Yeah, speed rushing. I mean, it's <laughs> very simple. The, the speed rushing gave him a problem. But to his credit, he got much better throughout the season. Uh, struggled some in the Rose Bowl, but uh, he got much better uh, during the season. And uh, credit that to Eric Wolford, who's not going to be back, will not be retained. But but he did get better. We do want to take some calls. We got a lot of messages. So today's Wednesday hump day. We're going to do a lot of that. So let's get back out to the phone line. Let's go to Tyler. Let's go down to the ATL. Bump, 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 bump. Hey, uh, 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 Let's go, let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that? That's Tyler up, Atlanta. Tyler Atlanta <laughs> Thieves. What's up, man? Oh, there it is. What's up, Tyler? Not much, man. Not much, man. Appreciate the call yesterday. Uh, same person from yesterday. Really don't know where to start, but I do want to start with uh, Goat Tia's comments and um, Coach Co- Coach Miller, your comments about succession plan. I think Saban, um, I think he had it figured out, man. And I think outside of Kirby, you know, just being young and Saban still in his prime and coaching, outside of him being, you know, moving on and being let go, whatever. But uh, I think Saban actually regrets Stark being let go the most uh, to another opportunity. Um, I think Saban actually had the succession plan in place when he found Stark um, through his, I think he just was really pleased with Stark's discipline, his approach, his mind, um, the respect the players had for him. Um, But I think Saban coming off a championship just had too much juice left in the tank. And there, there have been reports out there that said, uh, Saban said, no, don't take the Texas job. I'll work with Greg Byrne. We'll write you a new contract, put you as coach in waiting. But as you know, Texas is a top five job in America. Uh, you got that oil money behind you. So it was, it was really hard for Stark to kind of turn it down. And I don't blame him because, you know, at the time, Saban was probably 69, 70. Who knows? I could be coaching waiting for the next five, five to six years. And I think Sark just saw this opportunity at Texas. And, you know, he couldn't turn it down. But I do think, though, he had the succession plan in place. Um, and I'll just stop there with my first comment. Well, Sark would have been excellent. Let's just be honest with, uh, he would have been the perfect candidate to succeed, as you said, in my opinion, but you at Texas, I mean, you're in Austin and as great as Alabama is and as great, uh, as they have been in the past, right. You know, with all the championships and saving the goal, you're at Texas with an opportunity to do great things. Uh, what the school hasn't done nothing in a long time, which he got them uh, to basically the playoffs. And so now, you know, running after him is going to be tough because one, they got more money to match anything you want to do. Ooh, and I think, money. Yeah, and I think he's so loyal to his guys. And that's what I'm saying. He's young. He's bringing guys there. 
transfer portal and in high school recruiting. And, you know, why wouldn't you? Because the, the pressure that's going to come along with following the GOAT, he understood that. And so he's got the best opportunity coming off a very phenomenal football season in which he beat the GOAT. So that's therefore he's not going to move. But that, that to me, I talked about Lane Kiffin. I know that was a long shot, and I know that was going to happen. But Sharp would have been like the home run. I, I could have said that's a home run higher if they'd hire somebody like that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And my second thing was, uh, you know, I'm kind of worried, man. Um, I'm I'm worried, even though I understand the context of the situation. Coach DeBoer just got there, and, you know, he needs to get his sea legs under him. But I'm worried, like I said yesterday, man, and just him knowing how to move in the SEC, having that savviness, that kind of cutthroat personality about yourself. Um, I'm worried, like, because, you know, it's reports that we're about to lose Keon Keeley, uh, James Russoff, James, I mean, Quay Russoff, James Smith, and possibly Justice Haynes. Oh. Um, and so, uh, I, you know, I'm worried. You know, it's been a couple team meetings, you know. I know the NIL, some of the guys are just leaving strictly for the money, but I do think that there are some guys who, like, big-time guys, I'm like, what? Are they not being sold? Are they not convincing? Uh, I think this is kind of telling, man. We're going to have to kind of keep our eyes on this over the next couple of years because, you know, we want this excellent, quote, quote, all-star home run hire coaching staff. We need these guys to be able to go in the living room to be able to recruit, recruit the next Will Anderson, the Caleb Downs is the Ruben Fosters, the Minka Fitzpatrick, to be able to flip, you know, have some surprise five-star flips on signing days, you know, and I'm not, and I know only time will tell, but, you know, this, this is what it takes to win at Alabama, just like Coach was saying earlier, you know, all these West Coast guys is cool. You know, one of the first things I would have did, even though it might have been unorthodox, I would have came out on my Twitter and a press conference. I would have said, hey, you got an offer from Saban, your offer's still good with me. If you're good enough to play for Saban, you're good enough to play for me. Um, we'll be in contact with you and your families within the next week, one to two weeks. Mm. Um, you know, just you just you got to know how to move, man. In the SEC, this is big business, and I just don't know if Coach DeBoer knows how to move. I think he's learning, and I and I pray that he learns, understands that you got to know how to move, and and he needs to equip himself and from a mindset standpoint, from an approach standpoint to be successful in the SEC. Um, so, that, I mean, that's all Bama fans can really hope for at this point is that he's learning, hey, missed out, maybe misjudged, mismanaged the T-Rob situation. Maybe shouldn't do that again. You know, I, I just think that um, – but I think it's something we need to keep our eyes on, man, especially on the recruiting trail, you know. Well, I, I, yeah. can, I can answer that first point to you about the, those guys wanting to leave. And you, you said it, right? Some guys are probably chasing – uh, the money, that, that opportunity is there. But I also think some guys, I'll be honest, I, I do believe Isaiah Bond just thinks he might be in, in a better situation or a better fit it, at Texas. You guys might not agree because you're saying, oh, well, look at Coach DeBoer, look at Washington, look at Coach... Again, th those guys aren't necessarily too familiar with all that. They're familiar with Sark, they're familiar with Quinn Ewers and what they've done. They played them, they understand that. I, I do think you know it's a combination of those two things. But for these young guys, I'm telling you right now, Tyler... They're leaving because they they signed up. They they wanted to come to Alabama because of Coach Saban, right? Like these are young. You got to remember these guys are young. They don't remember as much. Right. Like they probably remember my class because I'm I'm not that old. But some of the, the the true guys that really lay the foundation here, they probably really weren't even watching Alabama at that point, right? So as much as we know about the brand and the tradition here, these guys not so much. They just know Coach Saban. So as soon as he left, I'm telling you right now, what's going through their mind is 
well, do we want to stay around here? I mean, you know, with Coach Saban, we knew we were going to contend for national champions, championships. I'm not saying Coach DeBoer can't do that, but I'm telling you the way these guys think. There was a lot more security and st- stability with Coach Saban. It didn't matter, like my dad said earlier, that the coordinators left. As long as Coach Saban was here, they knew things would be, roughly be similar. Now that he's gone, it's like, hey, we still got two years of eligibility left. Do we want to stick around here and see how things pan out and, and you know, be coached by some of these coaches who, again, are probably great coaches, but they're not necessarily uh, proven just yet, like on this SEC level. So they have the opportunity to go somewhere where they're recruited by guys like, for instance, like my second choice was Georgia. It was neck and neck between Alabama and Georgia. I'll be honest. If I was a true freshman, I signed up to come here and Coach Saban left after one year. Everybody cleared house and things were totally different. I had some of my friends from the recruiting process that were at Georgia. I knew all the coaches there. I probably, and then on top of all that, they're saying, hey, we'll even give you all this money. I'd be lying <laughs> if I said I wouldn't consider that. That's just the right. truth. You know what I mean? And I think that's what right. these guys are thinking. You've been doing more than considering that. You'd be like, hey, <laughs> my direct deposit or my cash app. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, and here's mine too, because I'm going to be doing some too. Because, like, listen, man, it is what it is. I mean, we don't like it. I don't like it. It just, it's not, it's not right. It's not right for football. It's not right for amateurism sports. I mean, something has to be done. It really does. We laugh and joke about it, but honestly, it's not right, man. I mean, this this roster is getting plucked by Kirby Smart and and, and others. Texas, that team, Florida Texas, State, Florida, Florida State. They teams are loaded, there. and they are getting more loaded, right? And they're basically trying to buy the championship. That's what's happening, and um, that's not fair to anybody else in college football. Man, Tyler, thank you for the phone call. Keep it real in the ATL, my friend. All right, brother. Yes, sir. Right, thank brother. you, Tyler. We got, we got to hit a break. We'll come back more. You call. We still got people uh, lined up, Ellis and others. We see you right there. We got more messages. Um, You know, I'm, I'm just, it's kind of baffling to me. It really is what's happening to this roster. Um, How do you save it? I think I got a somewhat of an answer. At least help. I'll talk about that on the flip side of the break. We see those coming in on the uh, chat, YouTube chat there. We'll hit some of those too before the end of the show. 205-342-9904. Download that free app, Ty 100.9. We'll be back in a moment. I'm embarrassed to say this. I 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. We are above the freezing mark this afternoon. Mostly sunny. The high 36. Tonight fair. Not as cold as last night. The low 21. For tomorrow, the sky becoming mostly cloudy. The chance of some light rain by afternoon. The high at 46. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Good be love. And welcome back to Miller's Edge. I'm giving me a little party. I hope y'all don't mind. You can't see me if you're on the air on the app because I do my little dancing. My man, Noah, Noah, you are doing your thing today, baby. 
He's uh he's currently taking care of callers, but he uh he, okay. he gave, yeah, he gave yeah. you the salute. He said thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He doing his thing today, man. I love that. Could this be love? In case you're just not joining us here on the app YouTube Extra, uh, or on the app Tide 100.9, or on Air Live Tide uh, 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Um, we talked about in the first hour, with, of course, all the, the transfers and all that. One thing I said, I talked about, I felt like a lot of it was on Coach Saban, Nick Saban's fault, how he left, not knowingly that this is going to be the result. Didn't do it purposely, so I don't want y'all to, to misconstrue uh, what I'm saying. Uh, but but the reality is how he retired has caused this, I think, a lot of it, my opinion. Um, I said that the first hour. Uh, we talked about we're not blaming the kids. We've been saying that from day one. A lot of you are shooting the kids down. I mean, you can't blame them. I mean, it's easy for you to say as a fan, for us to say, let me put myself in that, to say, hey, you know, you don't want to compete or, or you know, you, you're chasing a bag. Well, probably. But you can't blame them. I mean, and, and you don't understand what they're going through. A lot of them are from different areas, different parts of the world. Kate Proctor from Iowa. I mean, he changed to come here. I mean, we got him at the kind of the, the, the fourth quarter, so to speak. So, listen, it is what it is. We don't like what college football is becoming. I think it's something has to be done, and it needs to be done fast. I'm in. I work for and with the collective. Carolina Rise, look it up. It's here at Gamecocks. That's, that's what I do. I do functions. I do events. I do different things to help raise money because I understand the importance of it, but we try to do things the right way, right? But we, we, we don't have to like it. I think Greg Byrne even said, you don't have to like it, but the reality is you got to be able to participate in it if you want to just have a chance. Alabama NIL-wise is not Texas. It's not Texas A&M. It's not Ohio State. It's not Tennessee. These people got a lot of money. And you got people that are starving. Alabama's been winning. It's been, it's become comfortable. It becomes, you know, it's just what it is. It's the norm. Well, right. Well, I, only thing I will say to that is I don't know if it's a matter of us not having the money. I think we were able to get away with not paying as much because we were selling people on the fact that hey, we have Coach Saban, so what we can, well, right. we, we're not going to offer you quite as much. But this experience of being coached by the best coach ever is invaluable. Now that you don't have the luxury of offering that anymore. Now you really are going to have to start competing right. monetarily, at least for some time until these coaches well, come in and put but, but you, but my, my second point to that was just that, right? Alabama is not those schools that I've just mentioned. They don't have that money. They don't. Well, Alabama got a problem. I mean, I don't, I don't, don't know. Is there, they, is there they a way to Google it? I, I really right. don't know. Well, I, I can tell you I work in the space. When that stuff is out there, when you're talking about collectives and things like that, Alabama is not one of your top collectives. I appreciate what Aaron Sotos is doing. Yeah, I know what he's doing. That's why he's out here making video. That's why I read. What did Aaron Sotos do right after the Rose Bowl? I mean, he probably went to the bathroom and shot at me. He probably went to the bathroom like, hey, uh, yeah, Alabama, this is Aaron Sotos. Listen, if you don't want to see your offensive line get beat up like this, you don't want to be, you need to join and give your 25 off, whatever it is, right? He did it right after the game. Because that's, that's the world and the culture that we live in as it pertains to college sports. Now, my second point to that, Christian, is they don't have that cash. But here's the thing. They don't have the GOAT. So you don't have the cash. You don't have the GOAT. You don't. You can't sit here and sell a kid on, hey, every couple of years until this year, every two years, if you played for Nick Saban, you know what you did? You hoisted that Dr. Pepper trophy. 
Right. That was for a long time. That was a promise that you can you can just write it in, and etch it in stone. Well, it was a fact. I mean, everybody that was signed to Coach Saban yeah. had won a national championship. Right. You were going to win a natty. You are going to win SECs. Like, literally, you're statistically. Get yeah, so <laughs> now that, that goes out the door. Here's my point to you. These kids know nothing about the overall history of Alabama. They know Nick Saban. Let me say it again for you. We'd say that A, and we talk about a lot of the folks that listen to this show that's been fans. I applaud you and I appreciate you because I, I get it here at South Carolina. They've been fans for a heartache and pain for a lot of years. I understand. And I love those fans and I applaud those fans. But the reality of it, these kids that's playing ball today, they don't know about Bear Bryant. They don't know about any of these other coaches. They know about all they know is Nick Saban. Now he's gone. Now he's gone. They don't know about Kalen DeBoer. They don't know about who you hired from, you know, Coach Womack from South Alabama. They don't even know that much because he he can't recruit them. They don't know about the coach that they just signed, the coach, the other defensive coach, coordinator from Buffalo. You can say, oh, he, he coached one year at Dallas and did the – they don't know him because he's been coaching. He probably ain't recruiting. Now, he might have. He was at a couple of SEC schools. But they don't know anything but Coach Saban, Christian. That's all they know. Now he's gone. And now you expect a guy from all the way to the, the uttermost parts of the world <laughs> to come down here. Right? Well, they got the – I mean, I love Seattle. I love the fish. You catch the fish, man. You throw the fish – you do all that good stuff. When I went up there and I was playing Seattle, great. My college roommate lives there on the lake, Lake uh, Seattle, whatever it's called. Beautiful. But the thing is, like, these kids down here, they can care less, bro. Yeah. And, and that and that's the problem why I say it's going to take a while because, you know, who knows what the record's going to be? I hope he win all of them. But the reality is he might lose four of them. And the schedule's not easy, but the fans shouldn't give up on him because I think he'll figure it out and end up getting his kind of kids and and, and build relationships along the way, Christian. And he'll probably be okay down the road. But this is just going to be, to me, a tough going in the initial. Oh, no, I think you you're, you hit the, hell, hit the nail on the head there. I mean, we're going to go through some growing pains. And that's why I was saying earlier in the show, I think – as we go down this path of, of losing more of our key pieces, we're kind of getting to that rebuild territory. Now, I'm, when I say rebuild, I'm not saying, oh, we're going to only win a handful again. Not, not in that stretch, but things are going to really look a lot different. But I will say this before I get the Super Chat. I do feel that this is going to end up being an example of how, or, or really of an example of why things need to shift and change in terms of this this whole portal and all this stuff. Because this honestly, man, it. Like, I feel like right now, people are kicking us while we're down. And it's it's really unfortunate, man. I mean, it's, again, Coach Saban deserves to retire and do all that. but And I and I understand having a window because kids deserve that opportunity to explore that. But, I mean, it, it really is just unfortunate that, I mean, these other schools, man, everybody's, they're, they're kicking us while they're down. And all these other people are just plotting. They're, they're rubbing their hands, like you said earlier. They're going after all that that uh, that fruit that's just hanging there for everybody, just just waiting to, uh, to waiting to pick it. But real quick, we've got a super chat from Coach West, who's been hanging out with us past several days. He says, does DeBoer know how to do the cha-cha slide or electric slide? Because Coach Saban could do them all. He better know how to connect. Or Coach Saban knew how to connect. Oh, look, I mean, I see, and if you're on the podcast, you can see my dad doing 
uh, looks like the tango, or I don't know what he's doing. He's dancing though. It looks like he must be feeling better. You know, he had those health issues not too long ago, but he he's up and feeling better than ever. It looks like. Look here, here's the thing. Coach Saban was smooth in that look, man. Those like those are staples of, of Alabama and their recruiting. <laughs> like the parents, they'd have all the parents. You guys have seen the videos, of Coach Saban doing all the line dancing and whatnot at his house. You know, they're playing cards. Seth's doing karaoke, like. Those type yeah, of tactics, Seth was man. number one with a karaoke. Though. Oh, Seth is the guy, man. Seth is yeah. the, that, it, those things, man. Those were huge for our recruiting. But again, I miss we, those days. They ain't gonna lie to you. Oh no, they're great, and I'm sure that's see a lot of these kids are probably thinking that stuff, man. A lot of that's gonna be yeah. different now. But here's the thing, like you said, I, I think Coach DeBoer will, will get in here and adjust, and uh, it's just a matter of how quickly he can do that because he, he really has got his work cut out for him right now, which we'll continue to talk about. We gotta take another. Time out. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Also on our YouTube channel if you're tuning in there, so we appreciate that. Got to remind you about our good friends over at Alumni Hall. If you're local here in Tuscaloosa, head on over to Alumni Hall for the latest and greatest officially licensed Alabama gear. Guys, it's freezing outside. Go get you some nice Alabama jackets, hoodies, sweatshirts. They've got hats on a hat wall. They've got Peter Millar products, Yeti products, you name it. Great deals, two for 38 tees. If you're not local, no worries, guys. You can always go to the website, aluminihall.com, and check them out there again. That is Alumni Hall. We're going to take a quick timeout. Going to get to I'm not the- dancing because of your demise. <laughs> like, come on. No, see, they, they're trying to pick on you. Hick- hey, I'm just, you got to, hey, listen, you got to find, the Bible said laughter is like medicine. That's right. Right? Good for the soul. That's all I'm doing. That's right. That's right. We're going to take a quick time out, then we'll get back to more of your calls. we got, Pat has been waiting so patiently. I, I owe him a hat now. He's been waiting over an hour, so we're going to try to get And Ellis got two hats. Yeah, well, we gave Ellis his hats. He supported us at the at the pop. But all right, here we go. We're going to take a quick time out. Then we're going to hit Pat. Listen to the Miller's Edge on Tide, 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. We'll be right back. Weekday mornings at 6 AM, the Martin Houston Show. This is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, powered by Max Sports. I know it's early, but it's worth to get up. 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. every day, Monday through Friday. This Thursday, we'll be talking true false. Is college football broken beyond repair? We'll also have some recruiting conversation, and we'll definitely keep our eyes and ears open to see what Coach Kalen DeBoer does next with his coaching staff and recruiting his current roster. Those conversations and more right here on your home for Alabama Sports Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. Don't be. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. One more time. 2.32 here in Columbia, South Carolina. That's 132 down there in Tuscaloosa, T-Town. For you, hope you're doing well on today. A lot going on in the show. Some uh, news, real quick, before we get to the phone lines. Uh, I don't know if you watched the game last night. Uh, Alabama undefeated in basketball in the SEC. Oh, yeah, doing, his, doing his thing, uh, but the thing got a little chippy, a little heated. Nate Oates came uh, running over there, six two forty yard dash. He got in the middle of some action and put his hands on the player. Well, uh, today uh, he received some uh, public reprimand from the SEC after he made physical contact uh, while with the Missouri player during uh, Tuesday night's game. Uh, his actions were unacceptable and violated the expectations for conduct and sportsmanship as established by the membership 
of the Southeastern Conference said SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey in this statement, under no circumstances should a coach make intentional contact with a student athlete on an opposing team. So uh, I don't know exactly yet what uh, is just public reprimand or will it be something more than that? I totally agree. I think he apologized to the coach and to the player, but yet NATO should know better and should have gotten a technical foul for that. Uh, but uh, I think maybe something, a fine or something's probably going to follow the situation. Also, uh, reports coming out. We talked about the staff of Kayla DeBoer of Alabama Crimson Tide. My good friend Matt Sinner, uh is reporting Alabama a number, uh, number of support staffers are parting ways, such as ex-BCOC John McNulty and ex-LSU quarterback Zach Mettenberger uh, is uh, departing ways from the Alabama staff. Uh, the expectation is that others like Ken Wisenhunt and Charlie Strong also won't be a part of the new staff that's coming from um, Matt Hate that, man. I was just with Zach um, a couple of days ago. And obviously, you know, he's familiar with the uncertainty of things and how things go. But, um, yeah, and, and again, man, it, it's just the unfortunate you know, circumstances when these things happen. And it's not just here. I was, you know, in Lowe's yesterday. And that was a circus, but ended up getting it worked out. And um, I see a notification that T.O., Tyler Owens, who's a former walk-on here, he was serving as Arizona strength coach. You know, Arizona's coaches got hired to, to be Washington's new coach. Now he's going over and he's the head strength coach for Washington. So I'm like, the, the domino effect just keeps on going. Like, I mean, it's crazy how many things in people's lives change. And again, I mean, I just heard that we might be losing a key piece, again, an off-the-field piece. And I don't know if it's facts. So I'm not going to say anything right now. But if we lose this piece that I'm thinking of, that I heard, I'm going to be upset. I was already upset about Van. Again, man, I, I, I still... If there's only if there's one thing I had to critique so far, I would probably say, man, if we can't find a job for a two-time Purple Heart winner, I don't know. That look, man, well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. You know, being born and raised right around Fort Jackson, all my friends are in the military, right? I, I just, I just, I get it. I get in bringing, I get bringing in your own guys, but come on, man. Now I'm kind of thinking, like, I mean, what about Denzel Duvall, Josh Chapman, those guys who are integral pieces of the program in that player development role? Well, right? Do you think do you feel secure with Jamie Mosley playing with you? That's on the staff. Freddie Roach is here, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he works with Freddie. So yeah, hundred percent. Jamie, Jamie should be good. And I mean, other thing is, I mean, think about it. Technically, they have the same agent. You know, uh, what's his name, Sexton, right? So that probably <laughs> that's probably not bad either. But who has the same agent? Well, CJ, CJ Mosley, and Jamie, they both have CAA Jimmy Sexton as their agent. That's also Kalen Boar's agent. So I'd imagine. Oh, well, going yeah, I, was about, I was about to say, I imagine that that would, that would work well. But like I say, yeah, Freddie Rogers here, Jamie's good. But what about Denzel Duvall and Josh Chapman? Those are two. I, I feel bad for those two dudes. No, no, man. Well, like, listen, bro. If you can't, to me, if you get rid of those guys, those former players, I know they weren't your players. I, look, I'm not going to lie. And it's obviously I'm biased because I'm a former player. I'm, I might have some beef. I might have some beef. You can't get uh -oh. rid of those guys, man. Like, they're the ones that I, laid the foundation here. That's what here. I've been saying. I've been saying this stuff. That's what I was saying. Dude, these dudes, when they come in like this, you can say what you want. 
They gonna do. They gonna feel comfortable with their people. They got two guys, Roach which, which and I, Lesbier. Which I, I respect and I understand. If you're gonna, if you want to do your job and you feel like you need, you, if you want to, Ellis stand, they kept they keep Ellis right. You can, man, dude, you know how many connections Ellis. Man, you get rid of Ellis right. if you want. We're really gonna have no nil or connections. <laughs> I mean, Ellis, yeah, Ellis is Ellis uh-huh. is good. Blue's here. Jeff Allen, that's a key piece. You gotta have Jeff, Jeff Allen. Allen. So they are keeping some key pieces, but Chap and Denzel. Your, uh, of course, Denzel was your teammate. You played behind man, him. Man, I love Denzel. And Chap is my dude. Chap, Listen, love if they, if they, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be. That'd be a huge mistake. I'll that say will it for be you. A, I will say, the coach is not dumb, but this will be the dumbest decision. If you don't keep former players, you just went out there and said, oh, we welcome former players. Right, that's a, but if you don't keep guys that's been around the success of this program, that's played at this program, that your former players are the biggest, biggest asset that you can have when it comes to recruiting. I agree. Because they get into the ears of mom and them and these players, and they can tell you real factual stuff. Listen, man, if you don't keep these guys, I'm going to send a message out right now, and I hope it gets a recorded clipping. Coach Kalen DeBoer, I don't know you, but one of the smartest things you can do is keep your former players that's been on the staff at the University of Alabama. I am one that came from a different state and with my son that came to this school and played, and people like that were key in the recruitment because they have been there and the faith and trust from another former player like myself that gets an understanding. If you want to keep the right dudes in your building, then you keep chat, you keep Denzel Washington, period. There ain't no ifs, ands, or buts. If they're not there, I'm telling you right now, then I'm I'm starting to look at this thing as a holding picture. You can tell me, oh, he's giving his own. Okay, well then, this is not the West Coast Alabama. <laughs> this is, you know, it might be West Alabama, but this is not West Coast Alabama. <laughs> it's still the University of Alabama, and you got to know these things. Just saying, if he don't, <laughs> yeah, that, that that would be. I don't know, but uh, but again, that hasn't been there yet. But that's, I those, said those, Denzel Washington. My son's also Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah. You got to keep him too. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's, here's <laughs> the thing. And those weren't even the two I was talking about that I was worried about. It's another piece. But uh, yeah, again, I'll, I'll wait till I, I learn more. And I, just, I hope that's not the case because I'll, I'll definitely be upset about that. But uh, real quick, because I know we got to get to Pat. And I said, I want to get all these phones. Well, we I, I do too. And we're, we're slowly running out of time, which is crazy. It's, it's amazing how Ella, fast. So we got Jared. We got Pat. We want to get all those calls. Yeah, I'm getting to Pat real quick. But Tia just had a, a, an interesting point real quick from Twitter she said uh, uh, she basically used somebody else his name is Brandon Davis but he said easy solution to this whole portal thing that Alabama is you know a victim of right now is uh, basically penalize uh, these programs that are taking players during that 30 day window basically so give you an example if Texas takes a player from us in our 30 day window of Coach Saban leaving now Texas players have a 30 day window to leave so basically an eye for an eye so to speak kind of Right. Yeah, but Alabama's not going that far because they already set. No, 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 no. Wait, Alabama's not what? Oh, you said if Texas got thirty no, no, days. No, no, the tweet was just saying a way to help, basically stop this madness of people just poaching all these guys during this window process would be make the schools that are receiving players from Alabama make them open up their team to a thirty day window. So Florida State, Mike Norvell, oh, they, they took you. five guys from our roster, right? And since they took players of ours during this window, they now have a 30-day window for their players. That's all I'm saying. And I like that, too. Uh, somebody just on the... Uh, oh, that's what the tweet's saying. About, I'm sorry. Uh, right, asked about the high Clemson Dix is another one that's there. 
Haha, yeah, he should be good. Um, if if there's a, I, 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 again, I I think Coach DeBoer is, is smart enough to know that axing former players like that <laughs> would not be that would not go well with. It ain't anybody. like you paying them a ton of money either. I mean, you got to keep those guys around. No, let's, but they're invaluable. Some... We got to get a Pat. We got to get a Pat. He's going on an hour and a half, man. I don't even know. Pat, is Pat still on there? I'm so sorry. Well, Pat. We, 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 we kind of get in order. Just, uh, no Pat is order. in order. Okay, an hour well, and a half. Well, go ahead. That's right. Welcome, man. I'm sorry, Pat. I'm loyal. I owe you a hat. I owe you a hat, Pat. I'm going to get you a hat. That's three hats. I just appreciate being able to get in. Look, guys, I got a way of raising $7 million and fairly quickly. $7 million? Dang, tell me. $7 million. Tell me. $7 million. All right. And that is two things. A little bit of an entertainment tax that uh, we go to because this this spring, tell me if I'm wrong, is everybody and their brother not going to try to be in Tuscaloosa on a day in order to watch that game yesterday? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll be packed. But, uh, okay, we charge twenty five dollars a head. They raise us two point five million plus at twenty five bucks a head to get in. All right, and hey, because I would be happy, happy. To pay twenty five dollars to guarantee I got a seat inside that stadium and be able to cook and do whatever the hell else I want to do and be able mm. to go into that ball game at my least. All right. Dang. Then not a bad thing, idea. Other thing is, go ahead. Hello. Oh, I said yeah, not a bad idea. That's good. Go ahead. All right. All right. Other thing is, is that uh, we put a one hundred dollar per student entertainment tax <laughs> on tuition. <laughs> listen now, listen now. That raises. Over nearly five million dollars. We got nearly fifty thousand students now. One hundred dollars per student. Hey, that ass real simple math. Five million dollars plus that's seven and a half, eight million dollars. Hey, that goes to NIL. Mm, dang, well, hey. long ways to help it out for hey. For, Pat, huh? you, yeah. might, you might, he said hallelujah, Pat. You got the the the, the pastor preaching. Look, I, I'll say this. That's. That's smart, man. You talk about business. I mean, if you look, here's the thing, because if you throw the hundred dollar little tax into the tuition, tuition That's for out of state's already like, was it forty thousand? I don't I don't know. I'm just making a number up, but, I don't know, but hey, they but wouldn't even they wouldn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's not even it's pointless at that. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, but, but what it does, what it does, it makes it to where people want to come here. These students are here not because of wanting an education at Alabama that much. They also want to see a winning football program. That's true. And if you don't have a winning product, all these condominiums that's being built, I get, I'd like to know how many condominiums. And there's one of these ladies that uh, she advertises and comes on and does one of the earlier shows or something or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saline, whatever her name is. Haley something or another, maybe. Anyway. I'd like to know how many new condominiums she sold since Nick uh, do, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no, and you know what's crazy is I don't think people understand the value that Coach. I saw people talking about it. You know, I think he made like 120 million dollars or so uh, coaching here. But you know, the lasting effect of that he contributed to this economy in terms of, like you said, the condominiums, the the uh, more enrollment Bro, students, the the businesses. Those are the people that are out of state. Worried. Out of state hey, enrollment happened hey, because well, of Nick Saban. Doubled. Guys, there's a house across the street. I live in Tuscaloosa. I won't say where. I live in Tuscaloosa. House across the street. 
went for sale at $170,000. It sold for 230000 They bid wow. it on it. And yeah. a wow. house behind me is, is on is it for sale at $1.3 million. And that, hey, that's, this is walking distance of campus. I won't be bidding be be on that house. Huh? <laughs> I won't be bidding on that one, that's for sure. <laughs> well, what, what I'm saying is, this is only because of Coach Saban. Nothing no, else got that those kind of no, you, you're so right. True, Listen, true. I was saying I was saying earlier that it's the coach saving factor, right? Because yeah. these kids, these kids don't know Bear Bryant. Nothing about Bear Bryant. You do because you've been a Bama fan. I take it for a long time. How many years have you been a Bama fan? Since I since I watched Johnny Musso, the Italian stallion. No, there you go. Well, these young kids have no idea about the Italian stallion, Bear Bryant. They know Nick Saban. These kids that's coming to school there from out of state, from Pennsylvania and from Ohio and from everywhere else, they know Nick Saban and they know the culture of winning. They know about them them little them things going up and down yeah. red and black, right? They yeah. know. I, I red, want, and black. They, I they, red and white. Red and white. Pom pom. Shakers. Yeah, whatever they are. Yeah. Red and yeah. black. That's Georgia, man. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Joe Willie sign for more money than the president of the United States was making at the time. Mm. Yes. You know, Get, I, I think you're right. So we're going to start plugging that. So you put it together. They need to hire bring Pat. It back. They, they need to hire Pat. Pat you bring it back to Alabama. us. We're going to say we charge them $25. We get it to Aaron Suttles. And then $100 for whatever you Student said. For tuition. Entertainment tuition. Yeah. Entertainment fee. And we're going to have $7.5 million. So Caleb Downs, if you listen, we got $7.5 million coming to you. Oh. Just wait till after 8. Wait till after 8 day. Okay. We got right. you. Pat. All right, Pat. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate hey, it, Pat. Because hey, Caleb Downs has got to be paid. I don't care what anybody says. It's just a fact. I don't know how we're going to do it or what we're going to do, but it's got to be paid. Oh, 100%. As, as they say, period. That's right. All right, Pat. Thanks for the phone call. we got to hit our final break of the show. Uh, I want to get the rest of these calls fast, though. And uh, we got a couple of app messages. We're going to go We're gonna go like uh, rapid speed. speed. We'll do about like what, like 30 yeah. seconds a call? 45? Yeah. Oh, whatever. We're going to get it, bro. Quick time out, back in a moment. At 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We are above the freezing mark this afternoon, mostly sunny, the high 36. Tonight fair, not as cold as last night, the low 21. For tomorrow, the sky becoming mostly cloudy, the chance of some light rain by afternoon, the high at 46. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I like more than checks. Money. All I really want to see is the money. I don't really need a D, I need the money. All I back need is the money. And welcome back to Miller's Edge. Huh. How much you need, Caleb? 100. Oh, 10 million. <laughs> We're going to get right to it. we got about five minutes left in the show. We want to make sure we get everybody in. We're going to go rapid fire right here. Ellis, we're going to get to you right out the get up, buddy. You're up next. Go right ahead. Ellis, going once. Meltdown <laughs> and T-Town. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Ellis, don't say that. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> it's what oh, it yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know how it's going to be, though. I mean, it, that initial yeah. reaction is going to be tough. But I, I'm telling you, though, we're we're going to navigate. We're going to keep on moving. And remember now, technically, guys can always withdraw from the portal. So we'll have to wait and see until things are solidified. But definitely, 
definitely a little rocky right now for Alabama fans, unfortunately, with a lot of this news. I had a feeling this was going to happen. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, everybody just stay positive about it. Don't get all wigged out about it. Uh, everything's going to be fine. I, I agree with you, Ellis. You got to preach. And, Boogers, and uh, Boogers Lee, he always loves to talk about Alabama. <laughs> Boogers, Boogers to leave. And unfortunately, yeah. he don't know what he's talking about, but that, that's all good. That's a story for another And Christian, day. I have one more thing. I wish you could have been with me today. I was out walking in a trail out in the woods. Oh, yeah? And I bet you I jumped up 15 to 20 deer out there walking. Really? Dang. Yeah. What time were you out there? Uh, I just got through walking. I've been listening to y'all and uh, walking out in the trails. Man, so well, uh, that might be that cold take weather. Your gun, so take, your gun the next, take your gun the next time, Ellis, and shoot one. <laughs> well, it's government on property, so I better not. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, we no, do not do advise that, that Ellis. Yeah. Just stick to shooting them uh, with pictures with your phone. But, Ellis, we appreciate right. you. We're going to try to run through these because we only got a couple minutes. So we appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Thank man. you, Ellis. All right, see to, y'all. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, Ellis. Tide, let's go to Jarrett. Jarrett, you're up next. Jared, you there? Jared. Um, there he is. I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. I'm in my car in between Austin and Dallas, heading back to Dallas. Hey, some hard numbers on what we're talking about today. The, the mm-hmm. revenue numbers that I had somebody text me. So Ohio State was uh, was at the top of the list at $251 million. Texas number two at $239 million. But you know who's number three? Alabama mm-hmm. at $215 million. Mm. Really? And then Michigan behind, yes, Michigan behind Alabama at $210 million in LSU and then A&M. But anyways, you know what, I'm not, but without and I, I told somebody from day one, we're probably going to lose 30, 40, 50% of our players because of NIL with this retirement. Without NIL, I mean, Christian, when you were playing, if this had happened, you'd probably lose 20%, right? At the most? Maybe, yeah. Without NIL? Sure. Maybe, at the most. That's all this is, and, and we're going we're gonna to be fine, and I don't mean to, this is blasphemous. I know this is blasphemous, what I'm about to say. But we have a better X's and O's coach. We don't have a better recruiter now. Saban was the greatest recruiter in the history of everything, period. But we have better X's and O's coaches right now, better offensive coordinator, better quarterback coach, better online coach. We're going to be fine. And the world has changed so much, and our alumni are spread out all over the country now. Everything is more diversified. Um, I do hate that we don't have a little more local SEC player to, to get out and recruit, but I, you know what? I, I'm honestly looking forward to seeing what product they put on the field. If we can just hang on to a few more players, we'll be fine. And, hey, I got to say, if we're going to pay a 19-year-old kid $7 million, he better be curing cancer. <laughs> that, that would be nice, man. I kind of agree with you. I mean, that's kind of insane to pay somebody that kind of money in college. But I don't know, man. This is, we all might have to run up to Washington. Might have to do a million million person march. <laughs> we not standing for this. But this, this no, can't I mean, happen. And my thing is, and I never hate on NIL, but I just wish. I mean, if they're going to be paying these guys all this money, at least like help them set it up where they can invest it, set up those IRAs. I don't even them. care about that. I don't I even care, care about that. I care that. about that because I'm saying we're teaching limit them. Limit what they can get. Give them all fifty. Yeah, but I'm saying we're teaching them bad habits, bad spending habits, man, because nobody's really – it's just like, all right, we'll give a 19-year-old kid so he can go spend $100,000 on jewelry. Terrible, 
Terrible advice, man. But anyway, right. we appreciate it, Jared. Man, thank hey, you so uh, much real, for calling in. Yeah, thank you. Real quick, someone was asking NFL players. Like, Bama got the most NFL players in in the NFL from a school. What are them players? I bet none of them are giving any money back to to uh, NIL. Yeah. All the, remember the coach saving Alabama tweeted about all that money they got from them contracts? Right. How much of them contracts, how much is that going to NIL? I don't if I'm know. Aaron Suttles, I'm going to hire somebody to go after my brothers in the league to fund some of this NIL. Maybe. All right, we got to we'll get up see. out of here. All right, for Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes, we got a lot of app messages. We'll get some of those tomorrow. Noah, can you save those? I know you can. Oh, for sure. We'll, yeah, we'll save some of those for tomorrow. We'll be back same time, same tune, same back channel time, 100.9, a.m. WTBC. And uh, Christian, you going to keep it rolling on the X? No, I got to go because Ryan Fowler's waiting on me. So let's go, man. Right. We're talking. Here Bye, we go. y'all. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily.